But this is Lebanese coffee. It's like Cuban coffee. You drink it and your body starts dancing. Welcome to Precon Geeks, the podcast where precon folks geek out on all things pre-construction. Every week, we'll talk about trends impacting the construction industry and emerging tech. You can also tune in to hear exclusive interviews with industry experts. Excited to hear more? Hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts now and visit www.beck-technology.com. Welcome to Precon Geeks, your home for all things pre-construction. I'm your host, John Reich, and this week we are joined by Johnny Magzal from Togel. How are you doing today, Johnny? I'm doing great, John. Thank you for having me here. I always love to talk about pre-construction and pre-construction software, so let's uh, kick it off and see what we can talk about today. Yeah, no, Johnny, I'm I'm super excited. I think uh, I've seen you speak at our Precon World event a few times, and you're you're awesome. You bring a lot of energy and a lot of uh, yeah, enthusiasm, to be sure. So, uh, so, so tell me a little bit about what your role is mm-hmm. at Togo AI and what you guys are doing over there. Yeah, so <clears throat> I'm sorry. So I started with Toggle. So I used to work for a big general contractor in Florida and in, in the pre-con department. And the idea of Toggle came out, out of that pre-construction department. So I used to be an estimator, and uh, the role I took on, over in Togel in the beginning was more of the industry expert. So we hired uh, very smart software developers, we hired great product managers, um, but they didn't know the industry. And uh, building a software without knowing what the user feels and what the users like, uh, how they like to see things and how they like to approach stuff in their industry and the lingo that you're gonna use, would not uh, ring too many bells, especially in construction with all uh, our doubt of of anything that has to do with tech. So I took that role, making sure that we are building the product for the the end user. Uh, With time, obviously, I started doing a lot of sales in the beginning, uh, a lot of uh, talking about the, the company, talking about the story. But again, mainly, mainly now I'm focused on the product side, as I said, making sure we're building toggle for the estimator in the present and what would the estimator aspire for in the future this is mainly okay yeah very cool so yeah my my background's also in pre-con i came up to that side so that's i have a you know kind of similar role here is making sure that we're mm-hmm. we're doing the the right thing for our clients and helping the clients as a practitioner use our products well exactly. so yeah totally totally get where you're coming from absolutely yeah and it's an interesting role because like you you are, uh, you can talk to everybody in the company, you know, you talk to the users to get feedback and then you have to communicate the feedback in a way that software developers and uh, tech people uh, understand it. And so you yep. can uh, mingle with everybody. So I, I am very lucky that uh, I'm doing this stuff with Tolkien. It's good. Yeah, no, it's it's really cool. Um, uh, it's definitely yeah. a different world. So it's been fun for me. It too. is, it is. Yeah. So, yeah. so today we, we brought you on specifically because Togel mm-hmm. is a very cool product, I think, and it's definitely pushing the boundaries of what our tech can do in the industry. So mm-hmm. I figured, you know, we're going to talk about the future of pre-construction technology and the future of technology in our industry specifically. Nice. Johnny's okay. the guy to talk to. So I figured that. So <laughs> can you can you give me just kind of your you know, high level overview of what you see in the industry, mm-hmm. both in the next like two to three year timeline? and like even farther out to like five or 10 years away, which 
sounds like yeah. it's you know it's not that far away it's it's going to hit us before we even know it so what, what do you see happening yeah, it is. yeah i totally agree with you uh so i talk about this all the time like i um i i very well i very much believe that software software tech like software vendors focused first on on the job side and now you see all the fancy stuff on the job side but now they are focusing on pre-construction so and and it happened a lot it happened also to coincide with all the uh like innovative stuff that's coming now with the language models and uh, generative ai and things like that again uh, i don't think this will catch up right now but obviously in the very very near future uh, but the state of pre-construction was a lot of sci a lot uh, i mean the stage of pre-construction when it came to software was a lot of uh, software that was functioning as silos you know mm -hmm. every software did one thing they didn't communicate with other pieces of the workflow uh, this changed already changed it's not like changing it's already changed um, with move on, on the web uh, with connecting with other softwares and integration and things like that this uh, has definitely changed and as a consequence of moving to the cloud and creating integrations um, something came up which is usually a normal progression is those software start to focus a lot on uh, making the communication between different um, stakeholders in the pre-construction better or more seamless yeah. like for example uh, for us with Toggle, we have created a collaboration tool where multiple people can do takeoffs in real time on, on the same drawing. This didn't exist and it hasn't existed yet. Um, so these type of things are emerging. Uh, maybe they are not AI related or maybe they are not uh, like cutting edge stuff, but this is a normal progression for the industry. And um, what will happen again my opinion i talk about this a lot as well uh, is the concept of augmentation versus automation uh, it, there is it was not a coincidence that microsoft for example called their ai tool copilot uh, they didn't call it autopilot there was a very very even if you go to the website i talk about this in precon world actually I, I it was a slide on my presentation even on the website they say that autopilot is not a copilot is not autopilot so why i'm saying this is because more features, more more AI features will come, but they will rely on the interaction. Like they will become an interface with the user. The user has to interact with them uh, to get more efficiency rather than a black box where you throw something and you get an output that you don't know what is the, how how you got to that output. Yeah. So a lot of features like this will come, like in Toggle was a perfect scenario, like, we do part of the takeoff for the user. The user still needs to put their knowledge and their art piece into the output of the AI, for example. So a lot of things, this again, this is like very near future, a year or two. Uh, but then we will go to the generative AI stuff. Yes, John, sorry. So, so, so one one thing I wanna, because I, I really like this point that you made on the mm -hmm. co-pilot versus autopilot type thing. So yeah. specifically with Toggle, with, but with any kind of piece that you're looking at, I always hear from estimators is like, oh, well, um, when are you going to automate me out of a job? It's like there is no level of automation that can eliminate an estimating position, right? I mean, at least yeah. this is the way I feel because 
there's always interpretation. There's always nuance. There's always something that isn't shown or is shown incorrectly or yep. it's like, oh, really like we can't do it this way because it's just it won't you can't put things together that way and i think that that's so yeah. important to keep that that human element is involved and this is the all these tools we talk about they're there just to make my job as an estimator easier right yeah i totally agree very very important points and i i, I cannot tell you how many times people didn't want to try toggle because they thought it's going to replace their jobs it yeah. took some time we have ai in our name so people directly imagine tom cruise doing the takeoff, giving you a massage, you know, like they're doing everything for you. Um, well, when you, when so, you get the so massage module, I'm, I'm first in line, <laughs> just to be clear. When you exactly. get that, I'm, I want it. Yes. yes, actually, you know what? Yesterday, a user, hopefully, like, uh, it, it's a very great idea. Hopefully, nobody takes it from the podcast. Please, nobody take it if you're hearing about this. Yesterday, one of my estimators told me, can you make a collaboration with Spotify so we can get access to music in Toggle while we are doing takeoffs? Because people play music when they are doing takeoffs. I was like, holy, this is like a great idea. Uh, so yes, yes, there is a lot of a lot of ideas there. But again, we cannot replace the estimator, as you said, because there is a lot of missing information that yep. we are processing through our experience. You cannot expect machines to be able to deal with that, you know? So. And even if you do, even if you do automate pieces of it, right? Even if you find a way, mm -hmm. oh well, I can automatically, uh, like we've got the auto pricing piece in Estimator, where you just select your cost item and it you can, it automatically links to your takeoff, and like Total AI is generating its its takeoff basically, you know, automatically. There's still something like. It, it, there's so many other things like you've got to call subs, you've got to talk to your trade partners, you've got to make sure that the price is right, you've got to make sure that they understand what they're pricing and scoping. There's so much human interaction in mm -hmm. this that you can't, you can't, an AI can't replace all that. And I think that's the thing that yeah. people need to keep in mind is that I totally agree. Tools are there, especially with the, with the current, yeah. Especially with the current state of stuff, like you know, people still do people still price projects on 2D floor plans. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, yeah. I, I was I was doing my first engineering degree, John, in two thousand eight, and uh, one of the most famous universities in the Middle East. And the promise of takeoffs from two three D draw three D models was there two thousand eight. And I'm sure they were talking about it even before that. I happened to be there in 2008, you know. But this didn't didn't happen in the last 20 years. Yeah. Not because 3D models are not important. You cannot build those sophisticated buildings that people are doing without 3D models and clash detection and BIM BIM Absolutely. software. Uh, but for takeoffs with with three pages of floor plans, you're you're predicting the price of a 20 million 200 million dollar project. There is no there is no way that uh, just coming with a software will will be able to do that with a certain uh, reliable certainty. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. So one thing you did bring up though yeah. is this generative AI conversation. I heard those words, and I'm, you, you're yes. opening up another yeah. Pandora's box for me. Of, of, of another one, <laughs> I guess Pandora's yeah. box not really right. It's more there's so many opportunities there. So how do you think? you know, this generative AI kind of revolution that we're seeing in terms of uh, the tech industry as a whole, how do you think that is going to impact construction and pre-construction specifically? Because I think that there's 
there, there, it's wide open there. And I think we can really see some cool tech come out uh, around this generative AI tool that now has been developed. It is actually wide open, like uh, really, really, it is wide open. And for me, it is, uh, I don't want to say it's scary. Uh, it's just uh, like, if I look and like close my eyes and think about what can come out of it, I don't know, like, you know, uh, I have seen some implications, like applications on it in like, you know, in language processing and things like that in images, but for, for quantity takeoff, let's say, or pre-construction specifically, uh, it is so tough to imagine like sometimes i say should i imagine too much and then like maybe sit in my dreams and should i imagine too little and be very uh, very very conservative uh but of course in the next three years some breakthroughs will come like 100 percent uh who is it gonna be i don't know the challenge john is that all these breakthroughs that are happening in the world in generative ai are happening in two, like I don't want to limit what they are doing, but they are happening in two domains: language and photographic images. Right. These these have like, for example, Google Image has 1.3 billion images on their platform. 1.3 billion. They gathered while you use Google Google Photos, you are basically giving them data sets. You see? Yeah. With us on construction drawings and technical drawings. It is not the case, you know. People don't upload a million, million, million picture every day like they do on Instagram. Uh, they don't create million floor plans, so it will be obviously much more difficult uh, in the in the construction to achieve something that is very reliable or something that brings instant uh, uh, application to the construction industry. But hundred percent, something will come like. Uh, 100%. This is why I also say like in pre-construction is tougher because look, you can come up with generative uh, stuff on the job site because you can collect a lot of uh, a lot right. of uh, excuse me, images, you know, photo photographs, a lot of photographs. So you can come up with predictive predictive models that generate things from things on job site. But for us in pre-construction, it's all in the brain it's on a 2d floor plan and it's a specification yeah. you know dog so we will see i guess we will see we will see one application i think will come is for example uh let's say you are uh, designing or you are um, what to say like for example you are building a building and then the engineer that's doing the plumbing forgot let's say a drain in a bathroom you see yeah a, a model will come that predicts that there should have been a drain there. This is where I think the initial initial stuff will happen. But can we call them pre-construction? Yes, but maybe more on the design side still, not on the construction pre-construction side. Yeah, I, I definitely think that this generative AI tool will be more used in the design side. And I could definitely see it, like you said, in the QAQC piece is that... Mm -hmm if yeah. you are properly labeling your spaces your rooms then it would know like you know what i see potential of is essentially you say okay i'm gonna put a bathroom here and then yep. it will pre-populate basics of a bathroom like every bathroom is gonna have a water closet sink floor drain you know and mm -hmm. it's like okay well, and then you can tweak like oh i want this specific model this specific make you know i want to move it around but 
Basically, you just click a button and say, I want a bathroom, and it just boom, pops it in. We've already got that kind of set up already with Reddit families that I know some uh, architects and designers mm -hmm. are using heavily. And so if they have a pre-populated Reddit family, well, now why not just have your AI then review previous models and say, well, you've taken this family every time you've modified it. I'm going to tweak the family automatically for the future going going forward so that it's matching yep. more of the current design standards. I think that's that's one way to go about it. The, yep, the second major avenue I see is if I have a program, kind of like what TestFit is doing um, as, a, as a tool. Oh, like yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Super, that's true. super high level. Something. Like, yeah. Give me, like, give me 50 outs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and just, you know, kind of mass shapes, like super simple, uh, like conceptual massings, conceptual layouts is like, just give me 50 options that fit these criteria and then you can go through and, yeah. and i actually think that is where i'm going to see i think i believe this is where we're going to see more traction because in that conceptual realm you can generate those hundreds and hundreds of models very quickly and get feedback on it very quickly so that feedback loop is a lot tighter because the, sure. I, I agree with you that we don't have 1.2 billion sets of plans we can upload to the cloud and just have them learn off yep. of. so that's that's the that's the right on that issue yeah and it's not only 1.2 sets of plans so uh, again just to make the analogy for a for to train a model on a photographic image two photographic images don't need to be connected to be able to train on them right but in our case you have to know that this floor plan is first floor and this floor plan is the second floor so it's not only you're looking at floor plans, they have to be looked at as a project by themselves. And this yeah. makes the problem like 500 times more difficult, you see? This is something yeah. always in our R&D, but sometimes we just get to a place where like, where are we gonna get more, where, where are we gonna get more projects that you have all this information about like, you know, all this stuff. Yeah. But again, the industry will keep pushing, pushing, pushing again. It is it is very interesting times for us in pre-construction tech. So yeah, if everyone just if everyone shared all their data freely with everyone else, we'd be we'd be golden, right? I mean that's all we need. Oh, yeah, of course. Everyone, <laughs> just give me everything you got and we'll we'll make a great database yeah. on it. Especially um, the secret source of pricing data. Yeah. <laughs> you can just share yeah. it with each other. That, that's, <laughs> that's a whole Oh, that's a whole other ball game there. Yeah. So, so one last thing I just want to hit on before we before we wrap up today, um, I'm obviously I'm a futurist. I'm very optimistic about tech futures. I'm I'm willing to bet just based on what you're doing that you are as well. Where do you see some of the pitfalls and and downsides of technology going forward? Where do you think the most resistance is going to be felt? Where do you think there are potential holes that we as an industry, you just don't know the answers to yet. That could be big roadblocks. Yes, actually, I also touched on this a little bit in the pre-con world, but I touched on it. Uh, I touched on it very gener uh, generally. Um, <laughs> it, this is a very dear topic to my heart because my second degree, I studied industrial engineering, and industrial engineering is all about processes and optimization, and then how you fit something into a process, and what I see, again, we even at Toggle fall uh, like a guilty of doing this. A lot mm -hmm. of times, just go buy a software because the software told, a software vendor told us that they do something, okay? Without even looking of, on how, if this thing they told us that they will do 
fits our processes. So right. the first pitfall is that us as either construction companies or whatever type of a company, I always say this, first is, is processes, figure out the process, then the user empathy, be empathetic with the user that you who are you go you are going to change the process for, and this could be a lot of things, and then the technology will follow by itself. You know, there are so many vendors out there that uh, sell stuff that look the same. You first have to understand what your company needs before you go and look for a software. So this is one thing. Again, this is more a pitfall of the people using technology. Yeah. I think the problems that the technology software companies, the mistakes that technology software companies will do is not focusing on the user flow and the user experience. You see, um, like I don't want to bring up other like, for example, there are some, we we in Togo right now, the goal for 2024 is start building assemblies. Uh, mm -hmm. assemblies for only three trades. We're not going to focus on all the trades because that's a huge rabbit hole. Uh, but in order to build assemblies, we've seen other companies, they say they have assemblies and you have to go and like maybe take 20, 30 hours of classes online to figure out how you're going to build assemblies and how you're going to fit them in your workflow. So that's where, because construction people are already busy, you cannot uh, come up with something like that, especially in 2023. Before, yes. Now, because there's so many software companies, you have to, while you are building the tool, understand how people will want to build the tool, how they're going to learn how to build the tool, and how you're going to hold their hands, at least in the beginning, while they are building the tool. So the workflow and the user experience, these will become paramount in terms of what software company where people will like more you see yeah I, I think that's that's a really good point um it's really easy to go buy a piece of tech because it's a cool piece of tech right mm -hmm. and but if your workflows don't work with that piece of tech and it's like well, um you know if if for example like i'm only hard bidding jobs i'm just doing rip and read like taking bids i'm not doing my own takeoff like going and buying a takeoff platform isn't going to help you as a company. It's just a piece of tool. It's a tool that's like, hey, it's cool that we can do this, but it's not part of our day-to-day. -day. You're not going to get the adoption. You're not going to get penetration in your workforce. You're not going to get anyone using it. And you're just going to waste money. So I think that's important that, um, especially with all these new generative AIs and new, everything that's coming out that, that works pretty well, it works well, but it only works well for specific scenarios right and i think that's that's yeah. important to keep in mind as, as a yeah. leader of a company so it is important and uh, it's because sometimes you know it takes time to build to understand your internal process it is like you know you know you do mistakes as a person and then you have to look in your with yourself and yourself in the mirror and say what did i mess up here so it is yeah. like sometimes it's a painful for us to understand our processes because it will it will reveal some dark stuff uh, but i always recommend like at least figure out the process, you know, and then look for software that fit that process, not other yeah. way, not the other way. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Well, cool. Well, um, you know, that'll wrap us up for today. Thank you very much, Johnny. This has been a pleasure well, talking to you. No. I, I'm uh, I'm very confident we will try to have you back on at some point because I, I think you and I, I could would talk love to chat for days. But yeah, yeah.
well, thank you for coming on. Um, no, thank and, you for having always, me. Thank you so oh, much. It's been a pleasure. So as always, anyone who's listening, all the listeners, you can, uh, if you want to be on the podcast or you have an idea for the podcast in the future, uh, please email us at precongeek at beck-technology.com. Uh, or you can visit our website, www.beck-technology.com. Uh, you can check out our blog posts. Suzanne's always posting good stuff there. Uh, you can go to our community page and add topics uh, for the podcast there as well. Um, yeah, so that'll wrap us up. Thank you all for listening and uh, have a good one.